Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, let's start with Biden, his speech. Yeah. Talking about not just the war in Israel, but also the war in Ukraine. Yeah, it's a package deal now. I don't know if you realize this, but Joe Biden addressed the nation last night and decided that instead of just talking about Israel in the newly launched war against Hamas uh, in, in the wake of this horrific terror attack, we got it. We can't forget about Ukraine, okay? Okay. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, mm. and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. And we'll continue to hold them accountable, I might add. Continue to hold them accountable? Right. Okay. Did anybody bring up, uh, remember, we were paying $1.2 billion per hostage mm-hmm. to Iran. Okay. Did you mention our hostages right now no. in Gaza? I didn't hear anything. I was a little surprised. Is that just forgotten? How yeah, is that not much. mentioned in that speech? Well, I mean, we got to talk about Ukraine, of course. That's astounding. You know, on one hand, you're saying this is how much hostages mean. We're willing to pay Iran $1.2 billion each, but the ones that are being held hostage right now, they're not worth a mention during this speech. Well, it's part of his America Last program. Oh, yeah. I mean, help everybody but us. And I know the thing was, for a lot of people, the president did a great job last night. Like he was very solid. The bar is uh, of course, no. that's from the left. That's media. Well, I, I saw a few people on Fox even saying, you know, so-called conservative commentators, and I think Britt Hume actually came out uh, last night and was like, "With all due respect to my colleagues, uh, really." <laughs> but but the bar is low. I mean, the fact that he yeah, didn't crap is. himself on national right. television is basically like job well done, Joe. Yeah, I suppose that he is seemed true. a little bit juiced up too. Uh, Kind of, but man, that whatever go juice they give him, yeah, it really only lasts about five minutes. That's why that thing was twenty minutes long. I thought he he could make it through. Well, I, I was he didn't, but but again, I mean, for Joe, but for again, the bar is so low, right? It's like in his twenty fifth at bat, he got a hit. Well, it, it's like if you have a five year old and they or they're trying to shoot a basketball and they hit yeah. the rim, you're like, well, that's good. Yeah. You hit the rim. That is sad, man. I know, but it, and was it great? No. I mean, did he read everything fairly well? Yeah. No. Well, David, you have a sentence that's highlighted here that's barely making sense. That's the thing. Not really. As he was trying to heal the soul of the nation, I mean, it kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. All right. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified. In- <laughs> Go ahead. I heard the same thing. Islamic phobia. 
Yes. But he's also Islam, like, so, yeah, whatever. He's dropping words, too. Yes, that's true. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. On October 7th, terror attacks have triggered deep scars and terrible memories in the Jewish community. Today, Jewish families worried about being targeted in school, wearing symbols of their face walking down the street, or going out about their daily lives. I mean, I don't know. It's like the words wound up out of order somehow. That happens a lot. And then also, I don't know how many Jewish people are walking around with symbols of their faces on them. but Yeah, you know, that whatever. one I noticed, yeah. This happens with him all the time. It really does. Mm-hmm. And again, they'll go back to, you know, it's the stutter. It was sure. just like what they said on 60 Minutes, you know, and it, it sort of goes back to that. There was someone that posted this online somewhere, just him talking randomly in the 90s. Like, wait a second. What are we talking about? And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance, were it to be tipped in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction. I don't mean military. But just to hear that, that sounds like a different person. Oh, yeah, it is a different person for all intents and purposes. But the decline has been incredible. And then to try to excuse it away as, you know, he is, he's had this stutter. And someone else posted, remember when he was talking about how he had to overcome the stutter? And I'm still convinced. Then he stuttered on purpose yeah. because it, that's what it sounded like. And I had tr- 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 trouble talking until I was well into high school. Dude, that is acting. Tell me it's not. Wow. Was he goofing? Was he goofing with the audience? Or was there... No. I've never that heard that. That was when he gave a speech never about heard that overcoming either. stuttering. Yeah. And to me, it's such a huge tell of dude. That is acting. And I had tr- 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 trouble talking until I was well into high school. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just going to say it. Do we know for sure that he ever actually even had a stutter? I don't know that for a fact. That's just the lore. That's the legend. Because, that, yeah, that's what he Possible. says. But he also says he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. Oh, he says all sorts I mean, he, of nutty stuff. He said a whole lot. He was, ra- you know, he used to go to a black church all the time. Um, oh, yeah. But as he, he was doing that thing about stuttering there, and it's to to that whole thing. Yeah. Usually, it's the slur fest. You know what I'm saying? You know. Now, even as you evolve our institution, <laughs> it's like that. Let me be clear. Yeah. Follow Which with is, let well, me be clear. One of my favorites. It is let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's thinking, yes, please. That would be now, great. Even as you evolve our institutions. Right. <sighs> of course. It's a stutter. Whatever. Yeah, break. he slides into Mel Tellus all of a sudden. <laughs> the thing is, man, with everything going on in the world, it's a powder keg. It really is. And we've got this guy. And then there's a reminder. You know who's standing right behind him? It's Kamala. It's not reassuring at all. But just leave it at that. Well, More on that a little bit yeah, later. Sunday, tomorrow's Sunday. So our, our Sunday's coming up. Get right with Jesus. <laughs> just do it. What, the David line? Yeah. Well, yeah. Get right buy, with Jesus. Crisis garden. Yeah, buy guns and ammo. Ammo. Cash on hand? That can't hurt. Well, I mean, in the end of the world, cash is going to be useless unless you need toilet paper. No place to spend it. Okay. All right. Uh, House Speaker. 
this nonsense goes on. But you have a clip of Sonny Hostin from The View. What's this about? Yeah, so Jim Jordan standing once again for election to be Speaker of the House. And yesterday at this time, it was like, no, he's done. And then apparently there weren't enough Republicans willing to go along with this plan to have an interim speaker for the short term. Uh, And so he says, okay, fine, I'll go out there again. So, you know, once again, a a third vote failed, and here we are. Here we go again. But ABC News' Sonny Hostin lied again on national television talking about the race for the Speaker of the House. She claims that Representative Jim Jordan screamed at her, terrorized her during a public hearing in 2019. Is that true? Well, no. No, it's not true at all. Okay. Um, I've had my own personal interaction with Jim Jordan where he terrorized me. Really? Was, yeah, when I was testified in front of Congress. Oh, he yeah. was, like, spitting. He was yelling at me so much that he started spitting. He never addressed her during that hearing. So she doesn't have the receipts. There's no. nothing. How many liars have a platform? It's unreal. Uh, I I normally would sit here and go, who takes her seriously? But then I realize a lot of people do. Well, there are a lot of women in this country. are watching this, believing her when she says this. Think about how frightening that is. For a lot of women in this country, that's their source of news. And as David has pointed out many times, and it's true, Mm -hmm. that's a news division of ABC. Yeah. Wow. Which, by the way, I have audio from the news division of ABC, you won't believe, coming up a little bit later on. Um, One thing, if you listen to this show, you know, uh, a story broke earlier this week. We have two Taylor Swift fans on the show. I didn't think that was new news as far as I was concerned. You know, I knew that you liked the song or two, but I didn't know you were an actual fan, David. Uh, in my opinion, Scott had just been in denial That's for true. years. Yeah. I feel I I feel like I could finally come out with David joining. Yeah, me. it's 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 national coming out as a Taylor Swift Swifty. fan day. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say to all the people that have sent me messages, I appreciate the support. Saying I understand what you deal with now, and I, I'm like, okay, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes information like that for people to understand, and I I dig that. Here's the thing that I thought surprising in this poll. It seems like everyone's a Taylor Swift fan, but not true. Less than a quarter of Americans, only 23%. So you're actually not in some sort of majority here. They're afraid they're going to get bullied by people like you. You should never say it. Everybody's closeted. Oh, I think it's fine if you're, you know, certainly a teenage girl, even through your 20s, or I'd say 30s. Mm -hmm. How many men over 60 is Swifty? Oh, boy, the percentages drop a lot there, Scotty. Uh, Mid thirties for we got, dudes. We got a meeting down by the Moose Lodge that are straight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, David, oh, not see. many there with you, but that's fine. That's see? all right. Oh, uh, it's because of bigots like you that that keep us down. Again, man, I accept you a hundred percent. I don't need to celebrate it. All right. I will not be pressured into that. That's not going to happen. But I do accept you both. I can still love you. Thank you. But I don't need to celebrate that part. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh yeah. Iran basically launching attacks against us. If you haven't heard about that, straight ahead.
Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the 1 million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So you see the story. Um, Iranian backed terrorists launched attacks against the United States forces in Iraq and Syria. Mm -hmm. That's after the attacks uh, were going after the USS Kearney sailing in the northern Red Sea yesterday when it detected and shot down three cruise missiles and multiple drones that were launched by Houthis. Who are they? Another Iranian backed terrorist group in Yemen. Officials said that the guided missile destroyer was swarmed by approximately two dozen drones, and they did not disclose what munitions were used to shoot down the missiles or drones. They also mentioned an American contractor died on Wednesday after suffering a heart attack while running to a shelter during a drone attack at Al-Assad Air Base in western Iraq. So you got this going on all over the place. Then you had multiple blasts from rockets and drones struck inside the base last night. That was according to Reuters. Not immediately clear if there were any casualties or damage from the attacks. Um, so we're going to continue to hold Iran accountable. Right. Said our president last night. Right. We, I, I know that they didn't take the entire $6 billion off the table. They, they're freezing it for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the appropriate response is uh, that $6 billion, we're going to figure out a legal way to transfer that to... Uh, Israel as a form of restitution. I don't understand. You capitulate to Iran over and over and over. It doesn't work. So are you that dumb? Or is there some other motive? Well, And when you get Obama involved, yeah. then that is a well, real question. Yeah. Because he started all this nonsense with Iran. I... 
I hope not, but I don't know if it's unavoidable at this point in time, a hot war with us involved. It depends it's on what happens. probably inevitable. You're not quite sure what the next move is going to be. Just, this, I mean, two wars. You're talking about Israel and Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as what could happen in Israel, to compare Ukraine and Israel, well, like, no, you can't sort of do they're that. the same. Mm. I'm just saying just... We, we got a president that's now in, involved in his second war. Yes. In three years. Yes, and I know there are people on the left that roll your eyes if you just bring it up. Because the truth is, none of us really know. You're trying to imagine, if Trump were president, would this happen? I think it's at least safe to say it's less likely. Well, it didn't happen for the four years he was there. Well, you know, you listen to different people that understand warfare and understand, quote, negotiations. And if the other side doesn't respect you and knows you're really not going to act unless, you know, provoked beyond, they know they can get away with a lot. Even if you have the power, but they know you're not going to use the power, in some ways that's worse than not having the power at all. But when you have the power and you're unpredictable, that's when people yeah. are very cautious about doing anything. Because you're always making calculations. Okay, if we do this, they'll do what? And you're, you know, trying to figure it out, you know, four steps ahead. And that was the beauty of Trump. And I know our media thought it was an awful thing, but the fact that he was unpredictable worked to our advantage. Well, yeah, I mean, Putin's over there in the Kremlin going, okay, if I invade Ukraine further while Donald Trump is president, he'll either say, high five, good job, or nuke me. Hmm. Right. You don't know what he's going to say. Right. No you don't idea. know what he might do. With Iran, all of a sudden, you know, what's he going to do? Soleimani, well, FOFA, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Soleimani, the, the terrorist in chief for Iran, winds up getting turned into Hormel Chile as yep. soon as he steps foot outside the airport in Baghdad. Yep. That's when Trump calls the press conference, yeah. So, and we've got more of this to get to coming up in a few. Um, from entertainment news, I bring this up because you were rolling on this last week about Jada Pinkett Smith uh, and her new book, and she's out doing her thing. Yeah. And then you find out her and Will Smith, they haven't been together for how many years? Seven years, according to her. But he still slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars right. to defend her honor, even though they had been apart for years. Well, yes. apparently the, the word is, is that Chris Rock, knowing that they were separated had asked out Jada Pinkett Smith at one point in the recent past, and she says, well, no, I'm not really on the market. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Oh, but man. Will Smith I heard knew that about the story. that. I, I had thought that was way before Will Smith. I didn't know once he had found out they weren't together. Hmm. Oh, buddy. Why do you want to dip your toes into that water? Oh, Holy cow. I mean, if who you're knows? Chris Rock, come on, man. Well, Will Smith appeared with Jada Pinkett Wednesday night at a promotional event for her book. And he told her, I just really wanted to come out and just be here and hold it down for you the way you have held it down for me. We have had a very long and tumultuous relationship. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Sorry about that. I missed something. This is the best part, Scott. He called the relationship brutal. 
brutal. Both brutal and beautiful. No, no. <laughs> I'm leaning brutal about 98% of the time there. Golly. Uh, it's been brutal. Uh, again, I'll just repeat what I said earlier in the week. The most heartbreaking thing to, to me as a millennial, as a 90s kid, who yeah. grew up watching everything Will Smith did, I am heartbroken that he is that weak of a human being. Oh, buddy. He said it's a sloppy public experiment in an unconditional love. Yeah. I bet he listens to Taylor Swift. Anyway, a news update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial is David Van Camp and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so part of the president's speech last night talking about Hamas and Vladimir Putin. Different threats, but they're the same? Uh, yeah, well, he was trying to to sort of say, hey, this is like one big package deal, right? We got to have support for Ukraine just as much as we have to have support for Israel right now because, well, there are different threats, but it's basically the same. Uh, he tied Russia's invasion to Ukraine or of Ukraine to Hamas's terror campaign against Israel and Israel's ongoing fight against Hamas. All right, let's hear this. Hamas and Putin represent different threats. But they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well. Military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. Are there a bunch of people in your party, Mr. President, that are supporting Russia with rallies? Just curious. Um, No. Hmm. Now that I'm aware of. Hmm. Interesting. I have noticed that if you start asking questions about how much money are we going to give to this fight for Ukraine... And how long is there a plan? You ask questions about it. You're a Putin stooge, correct? Uh, yeah. But it's a freedom of speech thing if you're out cheering on Hamas. Yes. Hmm. I think you got it right. Unbelievable. What about people in your own party? President Biden. And what are you Can doing? you speak to that a little bit? What are you yeah. doing about Rashida Tlaib? What are you doing? What are you going to do? You're going to let it alone, pretend it didn't happen, move yeah, on, wait for Omar. to backpedal? Yeah. I didn't really, you know, it's really, like, man, I didn't really mean that. Fanning well, the flames. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Israel yes. bombed the hospital. Yeah. Well, and, and just a couple days ago, Rashida Tlaib was out there not only repeating the disinformation that Israel bombed this hospital and hundreds of people died. Um, but also then threatening Joe Biden himself. Oh, yeah. Has the Secret Service been involved in this right now? I'd like to know. Of course not. Because what was her wording? We won't forget Yeah, where you were on this. What does that mean? Because it sounds like a threat. And then the statement after that actually was a threat. There's no doubt about it. It's like these aren't just words. Yeah, it's absolute nonsense that it even is put up with. My goodness. Um, I have a piece of audio to play. It'll take a couple minutes, if you don't mind. 
but this I think is a good exercise for all of us. Because every once in a while, you follow media all the time and you honestly get angry. You're like, hey, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm making too much out of this. You know, it's not that big a deal. Remember the story of the dude that went AWOL in North Korea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, Travis King is his name. Yeah. Uh, with the Army, he had done time in South Korea and then was being shipped back to the United States to face disciplinary charges. And instead, he left the airport and uh, fled into North Korea. Yes. Okay. So... On Good Morning America, there's an update to this story. Scott, I think you saw it, right? I did see it, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a part of this story that, at least to me, sounded pretty important. I'm just going to roll out the package for right you. Now, the latest on Travis King. The soldier crossing North Korea over the summer is now being detained by the Army, facing a court-martial for desertion. Stephanie Ramos has the story. Good morning, Stephanie. George, good mm -hmm. morning. We still don't know why U.S. Army Private Travis King ran over the heavily fortified Korean border, spending roughly <laughs> two months in North Korean captivity, but... Time out. David has a question. You don't, you don't know why? Yeah, we do. I don't know. The guy went to prison in South Korea for assault and then mm -hmm. was apparently going to be facing some sort of punishment here in the United States. You, you can't connect those dots? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think we know why now. It keeps rolling. Yeah. But we now know more about the legal battle he faces with the U.S. military. Okay. This morning, U.S. Army Private Travis King now facing several charges, including desertion, possession of child pornography, what? and assault. King was supposed to have boarded a U.S.-bound flight back in July mm -hmm. after a couple of months in a South Korean prison for an assault charge. Instead, he joined a tour of the heavily guarded DMZ. You all remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. U.S. authorities able to bring King back home only after weeks of negotiations, which included Sweden and China. Here he is, landing in Texas, wearing a blue shirt and sneakers. He was said to be in good health and good spirits. Okay. The United States has secured the return of Private Travis Keene from the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Charging documents detail insubordination, kicking and punching superior officers, and desertion, which carries a potential five-year sentence. King's mother telling us in August she had concerns about his mental health before crossing okay. the North Korean border. He just called and he just screamed, I'm not the army soldier you want me to be. And he kept screaming that out loud. And then all of a sudden the phone hung up. Still relieved for his return. His mother standing by his side saying in a statement, I ask that my son be afforded the presumption of innocence. Adding, I am grateful for the extraordinary legal team representing my son. And I look forward to my son having his day in court. By the way, as far as the legal team, that's the last part of the story. Sorry for the long clip there. And here's something to note. One of King's five known lawyers represented Private Bo Bergdahl, who you may remember faced <laughs> desertion charges after leaving his post in Afghanistan, spending five years in Taliban captivity. Guys. Okay, so now my question is, there's your report. Is there anything that stands out to you? Where's yeah, the kiddie porn stuff? Exactly. It's she, glossed over. And they just said it like it was a traffic violation or something. Right. Well, he was charged with this. And, and, and child pornography. What? What? Possession of child pornography. You got to be kidding me. I, I Maybe in that world, that's well, just the, like, well, well yeah. yeah, what's the big deal? But the question. Well, what's I, wrong with you people? Right, exactly. But the question, why did, we just, why did I just not even know about this? Is your moral compass I knew that nothing about off? this. Yeah. 
they've known for a while, apparently, that he had possession of child pornography, <laughs> which may have been why he bailed over the border to begin with. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, he was facing, you know, assault charges. He had gotten into fights with his commanding officers and fellow soldiers and whatnot. Done prison time in South Korea. Oh, also had kitty porn. No idea why he would have fled to North Korea. <laughs> exactly. Unreal. I know. I thought the exact same thing. I watched that, and I'm like, did, did I just, was that right? But it was on the screen. The charges were being listed. You could read them while she was reciting them. I was sitting there astounded. Yeah, I was, too. Enemy of the people. That's our media. God. That's our legacy media. Never once again mentioned, by the way. No, Never. it's more this, well, we just hope everything's okay, because it sounds like he he had a case of the sads or something, and, right. you know, just some mental health things, and boy, oh boy, we're rooting for him. Well, he's mentally what? ill, and, you know, that's why he, he bailed over the border, and his mom said so, and there you go. Well, kitty porn. He, It wasn't even just he went AWOL. He defected to yes. North Korea. Or tried yeah. to, yeah. yes. Isn't that isn't that like treason? I mean, yes. I mean, it, 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 sometimes, man. I know we say it all the time. You wonder where are we? Did, okay. Well, did he know what he was where he was going when he did it? Well, he probably thought it was probably better than where I'm going to go. <laughs> Who knows, man? North all right, Dakota, gotta... North Carolina. I don't know. Yeah, move on. All right. May not be the biggest story out there, but we do this every day for What's Your Story. David, today, what's yours? I know. I'm going to have a lot of people questioning my sanity because, well, you know, I guess it was revealed this week that I'm a I'm a Swifty. Not only that, but then yesterday I praised Brian Stelter, the former chief propagandist for CNN, who went after mainstream media for completely botching the uh, the Gaza hospital attack, which was really an explosion because of a failed rocket attempt on the part of people in Gaza, and it landed on a parking lot, didn't destroy a hospital. He called him out. I, I was he with did. you on that. Yeah. And today I'm going to give a tip of the cap to Senator Lurch, John Fetterman. Wow. Um, well, I, not not really him personally, I suppose, but uh, apparently a bunch of left wing activists who were, you know, chanting from the river to the sea and all this stuff, pro-Hamas uh, kind of stuff, demanding a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Mm-hmm. They occupied his Philadelphia office, oh. and they kicked their asses out. They escorted them out of the door. And I will say, John Fetterman has actually called out uh, Rashida Tlaib for her nonsense. Good for him. He should. All right. I like that, David. Yeah. What's your story, Scott? Uh, Greta Thunberg is back. What? This time she's joining the debate of Israel's attempt to uh, destroy Hamas. And she has now said that she stands with, and a bunch of her friends stand with, Palestine. And there was a picture of her on her (laughs) X page that said, Stand with Gaza, holding a sign. So Greta has cast her lot with uh, terrorists. She supports terrorists now. So, well, you know, you don't support, I stand with Gaza, which is kind of like proclaiming you stand with Germany during World War II just because America bombed Berlin. Hmm. How dare you? Because not all Germans are Nazis, right? Uh, but anyway, and then there was a picture of her, and I didn't know this was a deal, with a stuffed uh, octopus. There was a stuffed octopus, and there's a picture of her behind it, and people called out her anti-Semitism then. And David, I had to ask you, because I didn't know. 
But apparently an octopus is a symbol of what, uh, the gathering tentacles of... Well, it's, there, there's an old uh, anti-Semitic cartoon where there's an octopus, and I'm talking old, like over 100 years old, uh, cartoon of an octopus with a star of David over its head, wrapping its tentacles around the world. world. It's a, supposed to be a symbol of this vast Jewish conspiracy or whatever. Um, yeah, and so that was pictured alongside uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, and... And, and again, she was called out about this. She said, it's come to my knowledge that the stuffed animal shown in my earlier post can be interpreted as a symbol of anti-Semitism, which I was completely unaware of. The toy in the picture well, is a tool often used by autistic people as a way to communicate our feelings. Completely unaware. That I, I don't have a problem believing that she wouldn't know that there was a connection yeah. there. Maybe she does. Maybe she didn't. But when you throw out the whole, hey, listen, you have to listen to every word that I say about global energy policy, but don't blame me for this because I'm autistic, that's yeah. weak. Yeah, she's, she's completely unaware. Brainwashed since she was young, that's for sure. But, she, but now you're an adult. Yeah, tell us another one, Greta, like that time when man is responsible for climate change over and over again. Okay. Uh, for my story, for what's your story, this might take a minute. I don't know if you guys had heard about this. Uh, Anderson Cooper, on his show on CNN, uh, put this lady on. Um, you know, just Palestinian woman, just wants peace. Kind of painting the picture of life in Gaza, mm -hmm. right? Uh, just to give you a flavor of the interview. Or sitting in their home in France watching. Somebody's sitting in... Yeah, he gets to what it. What has happened to you? All Everything's all, happened to you. All I want them to know that there are uh, civilians, people who want people who wish to live a normal, peaceful life, uh, to feel safe, because we are human, and all we want is to have uh, our rights and live peacefully. Um, as, as, a, as a woman and as a girl, um, all I want in this life to to educate and to graduate and have uh, a job and have a family. This is all I want, and I want them to know that. And she goes on, and it you know paints a very sad picture. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think uh, they vetted her very well uh, because she's a Nazi sympathizer. She's had different tweets in the past. May God forgive you, Hitler. I wish you had finished with this group of people who went astray. Wow. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on and on. The house of the Jews will be destroyed. On and on and on. Do you have no one to vet who you're actually talking to? It's, it's, I, I don't know if you caught this story earlier this week where Ron DeSantis was talking about not bringing in a bunch of people from Gaza into the United States. And he goes, well, a lot of them or all of them are anti-Semitic. And some people lost their mind. How dare you right. say that? A lot of them are. A lot of them are. Absolutely. It's pretty well known. It'd be different if we had a great record of vetting people at, you know, various ports of entry, which we don't. Hey, we don't have that either. No. So, no. yeah. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, and this is sickening. Did you see what more than 400 Capitol Hill staffers did? Huh. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. You might be, though. Straight ahead.
36,000, 25, 1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So more than 400 Capitol Hill staffers did what? Oh, they, they signed on to a letter anonymously. Yeah. Because they're brave <laughs> and they're standing up for what they right. believe in. Of course. Yeah. yeah, anonymously signed on to a letter calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza. And they're saying they're very disappointed that their voices aren't being heard by their bosses and by the commander-in-chief right now. Rawr! Ceasefire, huh? Yeah, too bad. Do these geniuses know there's still 200 hostages inside Gaza? Israel is supposed to say, yep, uh, just do whatever you want with the hostages. Are you out of your mind? Uh, do you understand how this works? Seriously, does anyone ask these people, what are they supposed to do with the hostages? Not try to get them out? And you have someone savagely attack your country, your kids, moms, the elderly, and yet just don't try to fight back. Even though you, you want them to keep living there, knowing that their whole goal is to kill you and be done with the entire country, with the entire group, the ethnic cleansing. Mm-hmm. Away with the Jews. That's the goal. But we should really have a ceasefire. Yeah. Because we're young, dumb, naive, and we get a case of the sads. Yes. That's just not how the world works. The 400 people signed their name Millard Fillmore. And they sent it up there. Signed it anonymous. Yeah, nice. I am Spart. I am anonymous. <laughs> I am anonymous. <laughs> the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the president spoke last night, and I don't know what you thought of what he said. It's a mixed message to me, but I suppose it's not fair because unless he really just came out strong against Hamas, against Hezbollah, against Iran, and stuck with that message, I wasn't going to be happy with what he said. He kind of mixed it all together with Ukraine and in this clip, he's talking about a military edge, David. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden says he wants Congress to pass a massive aid package to help Israel's fight against Hamas. But don't forget about Ukraine either. But here's one of the few times he was actually focused on Israel and not Israel and Ukraine. OK, the security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative military edge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if your old boss wouldn't have give, given Iran so much money and opened the floodgates for them, probably wouldn't have the problems you have right now, but mm -hmm. whatever. Okay. By the way, you remember um, Jared Moskowitz, Democrat from Florida? No, this is random. Yeah. He said some stupid things in the past. He's kind of a weasel. Did you hear him being interviewed by Andrea Mitchell from NBC? I have not heard this, no. Okay. So one of the big things this week has been the hospital bombing, mm -hmm. right? And you know what media did with it. Israel bombed the hospital. Well, hold on a second. No. Looks like it was from Islamic Jihad, and it was a dud missile or whatever. It wasn't Israel. And Andrea Mitchell wants to ask Jared Moskowitz, who's a Democrat, again, about this. Mike Lawler, who is a Republican from New York, is also a part of this conversation. Um, try to be patient with Andrea as it takes her about, I don't know, 25 seconds to get to the end of the question. Here's what I know. What I know is we uh, saw... Start with Andrea, please, because this is good. What, Jared, <laughs> what do you know so far about Israel and the intelligence that the U.S. says... Uh, Israel was not responsible for the bombing of the hospital, although at this point it may not matter because the Arab world thinks so, and the State Department just issued a travel warning, uh, Jared Moskowitz, against, uh, for, uh, about terror threats around the world to Amer any Americans traveling. Here's what I know. What I know is we saw a disgusting display of anti-Israel, anti-Zionism, and anti-Semitism from the international media around the world. They immediately took Hamas's word for it. Hamas, a terrorist organization, who said something and ran with it. It caused riots around the world. It caused the president's meeting to be canceled. But when Israel said it wasn't true, they had to show satellite imagery. They had to show trajectory of the bomb. They had to explain the crater size. They had to show all sorts of audio intelligence, but Hamas, their word was taken seriously. So look, this is shows how dangerous it is to 
be listening to a terrorist organization when they put out numbers, when they put out facts and figures, and they put out statements. And it's a lesson for the media and elected officials that this is an active war zone. And we have to be careful before we take stuff and weaponize it. Because look what it caused in the Arab world. We, we have Time out a second. So again, that Democrat probably woke up within the last couple of weeks and looked around his party and said, holy crap. I didn't realize there were so anti-Semites around here. That'd be my guess. Because I think a lot, of tell, his, a lot of us felt that way, though. There are a lot of passion yeah, there. I mean, That's not my favorite, dude. Right. But I can be oh, down I, with what he's saying absolutely. there. And absolutely. Absolutely. Lawler, the Republican. We, we had, Andrea, we had the media. We had members of Congress promulgating this lie. Uh, and you there had, are consequences say, to that. Let me there just say there consequences. were congressmen, not the NBC, the media, not no, I, most I, American I media. I, we're talking, say, I did not we're say NBC, but, but Man, they, they, it was NBC. It, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, they were involved in that. What are you talking about? Something, isn't it? Man, they sure get their feathers in a ruffle if they get called out on anything. Then stop they, reporting they, they all do, BS from terrorists. Just, but CNN did, and I will tell media you. Media in it, the Arab world. And I will, CNN did as well. And I will tell you, uh, it is wrong. wrong. It is wrong. We need to, when you are in war, you better make sure you have your facts. We cannot have Baghdad bobs running around uh, promulgating these lies, uh, especially members of Congress. Uh, so it is imperative. Uh, it does matter. Uh, facts matter here. And we need to make sure uh, that people understand Israel did not attack a hospital. Uh, that was a terrorist organization that did that. There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th this idea that like, well, the media didn't do it. And I, I think if you want to have the conversation that there are enough Middle Eastern media outlets and, and propaganda outlets and whatnot, uh, telegram channels, that are uh, that were promoting the disinformation. I don't know how much it would have mattered what the New York Times reported. Like it, it really would have, you know, it, it, the the narrative would have sunk in probably one way or the other. But when you have Western media, the New York Times, even the L.A. Times, just yesterday was rage spreads over Gaza hospital blast amid dueling narratives. Like it's not really dueling narratives. You don't. In other words, I don't know how much impact the, the American media would have had had they been more cautious with this story when it comes to the, the rioting, the protesting in the Middle East. But for crying out loud, they don't have to help terrorist organizations gin no. up that kind of anger. Again, the way it was delivered to me, and maybe this isn't that big a deal. I'm, I'll speak for me when they say, you know, Israeli officials say... Uh, it was not them. Uh, Hamas is saying, whatever, like they're equal. Okay. At least say Hamas. Okay. To be fair, a terrorist organization says this. Don't know how much credibility is there, but that's what they're saying. That's different to me. But they just let it roll. I remember the, the and also, I mean, the first time you heard about this was, you know, it just happened, and already we have 500 dead. That should have been a red flag right there. And they ran with it. They did run with it. Absolutely. You think, how did he count? How would you come up with a body count in like five minutes? Not only that, you think of this for a second. How many people, when this first started, right after October 7th, okay, and 
at least for a moment, most of the world had incredible sympathy for the Jewish people. And I remember hearing some people say, just wait until Israel fights back. As soon as it happens, the tide's going to turn as far as media. And man, was that prediction yeah. true. Yep. Well, they, you know, they just did it again, too. How so? With, uh, in, so the headline from the Washington Post in Gaza, uh, they're talking about a, a historic uh, Greek Orthodox church was struck as it sheltered hundreds of Palestinians displaced by the war. Follow here for more live updates. That's from the Washington Post. While the sun came up, the church is still standing. A building next to the church got <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Not the church. No. No. And if and when the ground invasion happens, it's going to ramp up like crazy. It with is. media and our media. So be ready for that. All right, David, you have a story about uh, some gun safes being recalled? Oh, this is crazy, man. Federal safety regulators are now recalling tens of thousands of gun safes that were sold at places like Bass Pro, uh, Cabela's, uh, Fortress, others. Um, now, apparently, it's 61,000 biometric gun safes, so like your fingerprint safes. What has happened is that people can program in their fingerprints into this. However, they think that it's, you know, fingerprinted in, but it's actually still in um, the default to open mode, which oh means anyone's fingerprints will open, will open it. And so there have been several dozen cases of people accessing uh, firearms in these gun safes, including one, apparently a 12-year-old got into it and then killed himself. Oh, goodness. Because uh, he's playing with, gu- with the guns. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, the gun safes are made in China, and they just they don't work. I've never heard of a safe that had a default to open mode. Just for what it's worth, I've I've never heard of that. Like I, I know there's like a master code key that comes with it. Yes, but I've just never heard of like yeah, you just put any old fingerprint on it, and it'll open up the safe. No, it's you have to put your own on there yeah. as it's being programmed. And you can use, I don't know, it depends on the save, two or three. Yeah. So if you wanted one on each hand or a thumb, something like that. But no, not default, just any old finger will do. But, but yeah, apparently that design flaw, uh, because if you think about it in these terms, if you're, if you're programming the safe and you put your finger on it, you put your fingerprint on it, it opens mm-hmm. up, you just assume it's because it read your fingerprint. But, in fact, it was just in default to open mode. No, at least with mine, that's not the way it came. It was not. It wouldn't open that way. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're right. That wouldn't make any sense at all. Think about that well, faulty things being sent to us from China. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> huh? That's rare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here, At least this makes sense to me. I don't know if you uh, saw the story about United Airlines changing its boarding process. So window seats board first. I love a window seat. Well, thank you for letting us know that, Scott. I like the board first, too. It's nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things that seems so obvious. I'm surprised it wasn't done earlier. Yeah, definitely. Instead of crawling over people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what a nuisance that is. They said pre-boarding will still happen. People with disabilities, young kids, members of the military still board first. Uh, Then people in first class are next. So it applies to, you know, a lot of the rest of us. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. yes, it just makes sense. It's a little more 
efficient. Um, families groups still get the board together, but window seats go in there first. So there's one nice. thing today that's like making that. a little yeah. sense. Yeah. Actually, the first time I saw you smile, maybe today. Yeah, I know. Thinking about a window seat. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Just okay. got to make sure you don't have a lot of liquids you swallow before you get on the plane. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. This won't make you smile. Communist professor threatening to kill Jews. Oh, oh yeah, you got to hear this story straight ahead. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Throw it in that stuff the pressure. There you guess. go. Yeah. Got that right. Well, um, I wish I knew what all the now what's were. Uh, we- right. Yeah. We all do, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're not going to seek ex- 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 excuse me, escalation. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not. Oh. Okay. Got great leaders going on here. All right. Yeah. We're in good hands. You know, Joe Biden's going to the beach today. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Are you serious? I'm. Oh yeah, I'm serious. You're a lion, dog faced pony soldier. No, he's he's going. God, gotta go hang out. It's been a big week for him, you know. World's on fire, and he's laying in a chaise lounge somewhere on a beach. Wow. Okay. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> he's gonna go to his favorite restaurant, in Delaware, the United States of America. He loves that. He likes the early bird. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's for real. One nation, indivisible, under God, for real. For real. Yeah. You know the thing. Yeah. Okay. 
More on that a little bit later. Yeah. Got to find out about this professor. Where's this at, David? Uh, this is at UC Davis. A transgender assistant professor of American studies wants to kill Jews. The person's name is Gemma DeCristo, and he wrote, uh, One group of people we have easy access to in the U.S. is all these Zionist journalists who spread propaganda and misinformation. They have houses with addresses, kids in school. They can fear their bosses, but they should fear us more. Holy And that was smokes. followed by uh, different emojis, including a knife, an axe, and drops of blood. Now, his bio's been taken off of the UC Davis website. As of right now, no, uh, no acknowledgement from the university. That they fired him? Uh, no acknowledgement. No, no word on whether or not he's even been fired. Wow. Get him out. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta go. You can't allow that to stand. Well, Are no, you kidding me? Of course me? not. They have houses with addresses, kids in school. Yeah, yeah. You freaking nut. Yeah. No, you can't work here anymore. That's insane. Wow, man. You know what? I want to play you a piece of audio. Um, I heard this yesterday. Carol Markowitz and Bethany Mandel. This was on Megyn Kelly's show. Talking about what's going on with Israel as far as you know, a lot of young people. I mean, all of a sudden you're 19, you got to be ready to fight. Because everybody's got the military service. But it's not just younger. Like if you're in your 30s, married, kids, it's all hands on deck. It's, I'll just let Bethany tell this story. I thought it was interesting. I mean, it's not just their sons and daughters. It's their husbands. I mean, my I'm just going to give you one example. My friend Gabe is my age. I'm 37 years old. He has three children and his wife is a photographer and he works in marketing. He's on the front lines right now. And it's really scary. I was just getting voice memos for him. So when you think about the Israeli, you know, nation and and the economy, everything has ground to a halt because every single man is pretty much in a uniform right now. And so the offices are empty. The restaurants aren't doing delivery. Like it is all hands on deck right now in Israel. And the people, I mean, no, no one wants to be doing this. No one wants to take off. And, you know, my, my friends are, are doing FaceTime calls with their husbands. And, you know, there, there was a beautiful one of, of a soldier who was um, naming his baby at his bris on on FaceTime because he couldn't be at his son's bris. There are I mean there are weddings happening before people are deployed. I mean the the Israeli public do not want to be doing this, but they need to they need to. They understand that they need to because Hamas is an existential threat to everyone's safety. Yeah. They've already said it. I mean they're not gonna stop. Hamas isn't all of a sudden, you know what, we rethought the whole thing. We'd really like some peace with Israel. That doesn't right. happen. And so, you know, all these people saying, you know, we need to cease fire. Yeah, what, so Israel can just let it calm down for a while and then get their people killed again? What are they supposed to do? You know, service to country is incorporated in the DNA. Absolutely. I mean, and and it, it really is remarkable. I mean, it's sad in a lot of cases, and she pointed that out. But it is remarkable. When your country calls, you go. Yes. Yes. I mean, I can't, you know, we don't certainly don't live in that world. Not anymore. No. Used to. On a lighter note, to no one's surprise, there are a lot of us that pretend to like a show with our significant other. That you really don't, but you just watch it for them. <laughs> At yeah. least about 25%. Surprised it's not higher. Mm -hmm. Raising of the hands, who's sat through a terrible show just to be nice? Heartland. You know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
We're all there. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, if there's one biggest story today, um, what is it, David? If there's one, uh, I suppose it is the uh, ongoing military actions in Israel between Israel and Hamas and what the United States is trying to do. Also, the Speaker of the House debacle continues as Jim Jordan has lost a uh, third vote today to become the next Speaker of the House. And now the original eight Republicans who helped to oust him, uh, I'm not not Jim Jordan, uh, oust uh, Kevin McCarthy, Mm -hmm. are now saying, hey, look, we will censure ourselves for kicking Kevin McCarthy out if you vote for our guy now. And a lot of Republicans are saying no. Well, here we go. Unbelievable. Get an update on that and much more straight ahead. Yep. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. All right, you want to get to this house story before we get to Biden? And then I've got a wild story about a former DEI director. All right, yeah. uh, So, of course... uh, the Speaker of the House debacle continues now. Uh, Jim Jordan, who is up for the position, uh, has failed on a third vote, actually lost more support. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen in the coming days and weeks. Now, the people who initially made the move and voted to remove former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy a couple of weeks ago uh, have apparently put out a letter saying that uh, they want Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House. And they say they understand that there's a lot of hurt feelings based on what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they say, hey, look, if there is going to be, if if that's really the rub, we will accept any sort of censure uh, or removal from the conference to accomplish getting Jim Jordan elected as Speaker of the House. Okay, trying to make up for what's been done. Yeah. Well, it, except at least one of the Republicans who's a signatory on this letter says he didn't sign on to it. Excuse me? Yeah, Ken Buck was asked by a, by a uh, Capitol Hill reporter for the dispatch saying, uh, just ask Ken Buck why he's on this letter. And he said, I'm not. But he's listed on the letter. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> So somebody just put it on there. I, yeah, he'll censure himself. Trust me. Take my word for it. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> what a cluster. It is yeah. a cluster. It, it is got an absolute embarrassing cluster at this point. All I said, like, what was this, two or three weeks ago, was like, you got to have a part two, you know, to your plan. You, well, yeah. And there I was mean, no part two to the plan. It was just, we're going to team up with Democrats to get Kevin McCarthy out as Speaker of the House. And when that happens, what happens? There was no there was no plan. Yeah, and there's part of me that hates that part of this story. Yeah. Because that is true. There should have been another part of the plan. But there's been enough time in my personal life that everybody wants a plan. I'm like, we'll just figure it out. <laughs> because I like to go with the flow. Well, that's fine if you're... Like, well, we'll figure it out. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So right. I want to stand up for all those people out there. It's like, man, let's just go with the vibe at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it didn't work out this time, did it? Except, <laughs> it's Congress, not a trip to Bush Gardens. You know? I mean, yeah, like a few days down in Florida? Right. Well, yeah. what's the plan each day? Yeah, well, we'll go well, with the vibe. We'll what's the roll with it? Be? What are we feeling like at the time? Huh? Jeez, man. 
I figured, all right, well, they got to have something in mind. Who knows? They it's a cluster, though. have a clue. And by the way, what would make them happy? Which guy would make them happy? Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, you would think, but there wasn't enough on the other. It just, it what a cluster. Well, wasn't it the whole deal? There were people not going to vote for him because they didn't want to give Gates and his buddies what they wanted. Right. Yes. It, and by the way, where's Gates been on all this? I haven't heard a word out of him. Well, no, he he was uh, part of a, a scrum on Capitol Hill, and he. Oh yeah. I don't know if he was the one who distributed this letter initially, because he did say something to the effect of, "I'll take the censure or whatever if we get Jim Jordan elected," but I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't think it's like this huge story because so many people are so sick of it. Yeah, it's like, whatever. Just figure it out. Let me know when you've got it figured out. Let us know. Okay. Well, I saw one meme the other day that had a picture of Mickey Mouse saying he was the next to put up for uh, the speakership. All right, let's get to Biden. Let's get to that clip. What is it? He let me explain why supporting Israel and Ukraine matters to America. Yeah, because he tied Israel and Ukraine together while giving a primetime address to the nation about supporting <laughs> Israel. Okay. Roll it. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. Uh, dude, I think we all get Israel. At least most yeah. reasonable people do. Ukraine is the bigger sell. Like, you got to convince, and what are the reasons? You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. So that's why I gave they money to going. Iran. And the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. Okay. Yeah, real strong. You know, really feared around the world from the terrorists, Joe. This just came to mind here when he says these conflicts can seem far away. Mm -hmm. And in general terms, I get that. But they're not the same. And actually, the conflict in Israel is not far away. Because when Russia invaded Ukraine, you didn't have massive demonstrations, no. tenured professors in favor of Russia's invasion and brutal war against Ukraine. What did you have? You had a bunch of people put, printing out you know, Ukrainian flags, putting them on their sure. lawn. When Hamas launched a terror campaign, an invasion against Israel... You had thousands of people around the country, this country, going out and saying, we like what Hamas did. We support it. Correct. So that conflict is very much, for, for people who are of Jewish heritage, of Jewish faith, it is here. That conflict exists in this country. Well, we also remember 9-11, dude. Terrorist attack. People understand that. They also understand we do a deal with Iran. You know what they chant? Death to America. They want to kill us. They want to kill Israel. It's not a secret. They'll no. talk about it all the time. It's crazy to me. Um, in talking about the colleges, switch gears to this story. This is Tabia Lee. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. She wrote this piece for the New York Post. She was a DEI director. You know, well, by the way, before I get into the story, because I think this was just earlier this week, Kamala Harris defending oh, yeah. DEI because the extremists want to do, with, do away with DEI, you know. So let us today celebrate 
America's diversity and our collective commitment to inclusion and the importance of equity. Yes, I just did do DEI. <laughs> just remember, if something happens to Biden, she's a leader. What? But the, the tick is what gets me, because it's a tick. There's nothing funny about what she just said. No. <laughs> nothing. There was no joke there. No. Just. So Tabby Lee. God. Said the blatant anti-Semitism on college campuses has shocked millions of Americans over the past week and a half, but not me. I saw it on a weekly basis in my two years as a faculty diversity, equity, and inclusion director. Yeah. In fact, I can safely say that toxic DEI ideology deliberately stokes hatred toward Israel and the Jewish people. I was hired to head the DEI department at Silicon Valley's De Enza College in 2021. As a black woman, I was the perfect person for the job. On paper. Mm-hmm. Yet I made the mistake of trying to create an authentically inclusive learning environment for everyone, including Jewish students. Turns out, a toxic form of DEI, which is more accurately called critical social justice, demanded I do the opposite. Before I got to campus, Jewish students had endured a litany of hateful and hostile acts. The school had hosted a Hanukkah party that featured no Hanukkah imagery, but plenty of pro-Palestinian posters. The student body had passed resolutions on divesting from Israel, the first college of its kind to do so, and criticizing Israel's attacks against humanity. Multiple Jewish students told me the campus was essentially an anti-Semitic environment. I tried to right this wrong. First, I hosted Jewish speakers on campus with the goal of promoting diversity and inclusion by sharing different perspectives. Critics called me a dirty Zionist. Ah, yeah. yeah. And the school refused to promote the events. Unreal. I then pushed the administration to issue a strong condemnation of anti-Semitism. My request was refused. Some campus leaders and uh, colleagues repeatedly told me I shouldn't raise issues about Jewish inclusion or anti-Semitism. Again, this is a black woman as the DEI director Mm -hmm. at a school trying to do a job said, I was told in no uncertain terms that Jews are white oppressors. And our job as faculty and staff members was to decenter whiteness. Mm-hmm. To me, she basically outed the whole thing. She said, I was astounded, but I shouldn't have been. At its worst, DEI is built on the unshakable belief that the world is divided into two groups of people, the oppressors and the oppressed. Jews are categorically placed in the oppressor category, while Israel is branded a genocidal settler colonial state. In this worldview, criticizing Israel and the Jewish people is not only acceptable, but praiseworthy, just as it's okay to attack America and white people. If you don't go after them, or worse, if you defend them, you're actively abetting racist oppression. I have never encountered a more hostile environment toward the members of any racial, ethnic, or religious group. I was ultimately fired by De Anza College, and I suspect my defense of Jewish students played a part. Yet I found my experience isn't unique, and then she writes about it. All these faculty members and students on campuses across the country have told her that the DEI ideology encourages anti-Semitism. 
One study found 96% of Israel-focused tweets by campus DEI staff criticized the Jewish state. And that was before Hamas launched this brutal assault on Israel this month. So it seems like it's been there for quite a while and really building, and you're just seeing it now. The masks are off. Well, it's got nothing to do with diversity or inclusion. Of course not. Absolutely not. They dress it up in those names that sound good, but people don't know what it means. And if you say the DEI stuff's got to go, what do you have against inclusion? Right. You dirty white racist. You know know what it's really about, you friggin' dope? When I hear the word diversity now, I flinch. It used to mean something to me. Now it it doesn't. No. It means this is garbage. There's no diversity. Think like we do. And if you're not like us to begin with, you're out. The way she ended that piece in the post was, the outpouring of anti-Semitic hatred is the result, direct result of DEI's insistence that Jews are oppressors. What started with rhetorical attacks has morphed into defending and calling for violent attacks. It's inevitable for an ideology that demeans an entire group of people while accusing them of uh, perpetrating massive injustice. When you stoke that kind of division and anger, you unleash fires you can't control. Yep. And that's the truth. Sure enough, the fire of anti-Semitism is now burning bright on college campuses. It needs to be extinguished immediately so it doesn't spread and do more damage. I know just the place to start. Administrators and lawmakers need to get toxic DEI out of higher education. And if they don't, there will be no true diversity and inclusion on campus, but there will be even more shocking hatred toward Jews. Debbie Lee. Good for her. Took guts to write that, I'm sure. Yep. Because she's going to be hated by a whole lot of people for that. Okay. Other news that we got to get to. Oh, California. We got to get to the assault weapon ban. You got the update on that, David. Oh, yeah. Uh, California's ban on AR-15s and other so-called assault weapons uh, has been found to violate the Second Amendment. That's according to uh, United States District Court Judge Roger uh, Benitez, uh, who ruled yesterday, found that the criminal prohibition on the sale and possession of semi-automatic rifles with certain features would not pass the tradition-based test that was established by the Supreme Court in the Bruin case that was ruled on. That was about the uh, 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 concealed carry permitting process in New York. Right. Um, So this will probably wind up, this particular case will probably wind up making its way through the courts and landing in front of the Supreme Court, which has huge implications for the Second Amendment in America. I'm sorry, man. I was distracted. All I could think about was that time Kamala Harris Hey, we got the Second Amendment. Joe yeah. saying to her, yeah, say yes, we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> no. Well, well, Good I, luck with that right now in this country. Yeah, I, I genuinely wonder, though, like what happens when, because I assume that the Supreme Court, maybe that's a dangerous assumption, but I assume that if this makes its way up to the Supreme Court, they will rule that assault weapons bans in general are unconstitutional. What happens, though, when the Biden administration, if that happens while he's still in office or the state of California or the state of Massachusetts or New York, just finally go ahead with saying to hell with the Supreme Court, we're going to pass our laws anyway? It could. Oh, yeah. 
But again, trying it in this environment? Well, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe, <laughs> instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. Yes, we can. It's unconstitutional. When do they care about that? God. It's all right. Uh, number one and two for you right there. Yep. Corey Bush in the news. David has that story. Can't wait. And our Friday Five setup straight ahead. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. <laughs> All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Gen X or Millennial. Sexy Boomer. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we've got Bush in the news again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other day, a bunch of far-left activists took over the rotunda at the congressional office building. Boy, rotunda, it looked a lot like an insurrection, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Uh, it was actually illegal. Three people have been arrested for assaulting Capitol Police officers, but Democrat Representative Cory Bush doesn't like that people are pointing out that, hey, you know, this, this, this sure, sure looks like an insurrection. She says this was not an insurrection. This was nonviolent. Good trouble. And then she comes up with this term, a politivist. Excuse me? I guess politivist. that's an activist politician. Politivist? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm. That's a new one. All right. Whatever. Got it. Bush. Yeah. Uh, something that happened earlier this week inspired the Friday Five, and it had to do with Biden and his interview with 60 Minutes when Scott Pelley said, it's well, the Pelley. When he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. We don't buy it. We haven't bought it. 
throughout his entire career, no one said anything until he got senile and couldn't put a sentence together. And then all of a sudden... When he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. What are we doing for the five, David? Uh, stutter songs. Songs that where the singer will stutter. On purpose. On purpose. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. If you want to get in early, the number one 485 mvcr Friday 5 Stutter Songs next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means it's time for the big countdown, the Friday Five, that starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five, our countdown. Today is the greatest stutter songs of all time. I think David had this idea on Monday. Yeah. After the 60 Minutes interview with the president and Scott Pelley. When he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Everybody was calling BS on that. Yeah. Had all the evidence. We don't need to get into that now. But that was the inspiration for the stutter songs today. As always, you take all these songs and you figure out, first of all, how big a hit or how iconic is the song? And then you ask, does it stand the test of time? And then third, how much do you personally like it? Put it all together. It's a great list. Yeah. Cool. You don't think so? Well, there's like, I think there's like one major omission, but that's just me. <laughs> Scott! Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. See what you think. All right. Who's up first, David? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. It sounds like your mandatory DEI classes are sinking in because already today you've managed to weave names like Will Smith, Big Bad Bob, Mickey Mouse, and Millard Fillmore into current events. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We tried. Good job. Doing Good day, the work. Woody. I don't even yeah. know why I said Millard Fillmore. I still don't know why. <laughs> Anyway, my song, George Thorogood and the Destroyers, Bad to the Bone. Oh, yeah. number three. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just that it was a hit, because Scott being an old Top 40 guy, there are songs that are iconic, yeah. that were not big Top 40. No, I, I, I agree. That's certainly a test of time. Oh, yeah. I think we all like it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still fun to hear. That's one that I kind of take for granted because I hear it all the time, but or I've heard it a lot in my life, so I never reach for it. But if it's on the radio and it's like a sunshiny day, I got the windows rolled down, I'll blast this song. You know, I always think of the early days of MTV because that was one of the few videos out. Yeah. It got played all the time. Shoot pool. That's the Bo Diddley. Right. Yeah, With that, Bo Diddley. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Have you ever seen it, David? I have never seen it, no. I'm sure it's cheesy now, but worth a watch. Oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah, right at the end, the ball drops in. Of course. Yeah. It has to. 
Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. That's Gee how it ends. Whiz, man. Thanks a lot. Scott. <laughs> anyway. Hey, man, it was 1982. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you, you, you want to spoil the usual suspects for me next? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey. Happy Friday, fellas. Joey. How are you, man? Hey, I didn't, good. I didn't get a chance to get in last week to wish Scott a happy birthday. Thank you. Absolutely. But uh, this this week I'm going to go with good old b- 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 Benny and the Jets. Yep, that's the one that got hosed. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yep. There you go. Okay. This, this is, is a the version of version. I don't know. This is all I see. This is what I didn't pick. This. Well, no wonder it didn't get in the five. This is like an instrumental thing. <laughs> it's How the karaoke version. I don't. I don't know why this. Hmm. I don't know. Where's the song? What happened? Hey, thanks for coming out tonight. I really appreciate it. Tip your waitresses, please. <laughs> it got hosed twice. I don't know it what that was. It did get hosed twice. What is that? I, well, they I, sometimes did. Both... Hamas get a hold of the music? What's going on? <laughs> That's terrible. Benny and Hamas. <laughs> well, I can pull up another version of that. that we should probably hear. That doesn't feel right at all. Feels like the whole thing is messed up, dude. You know, when we do a karaoke uh, Friday Five, that would work out nicely. <laughs> See, that would be great for you. Thank you. All right, I feel complete now. That first one was the one featuring John Fetterman. <laughs> so you did not have that in your five for I didn't, no it, it was close But it, the personal like I don't hate that song at all But there, the song that wound up at number five My personal like is way higher And that that Sort of wound up reshuffling everything Yeah, we've spent too much time on it So real quick I will share and make it fast I was a little kid. That was a big hit, and I had the lyrics mixed. I thought he was saying electric boobs. My, that was the joke in my family. And my mom actually laughed at that. I'm glad she was just like, yeah. what? If it makes you feel better, my wife uh, found out it wasn't electric boobs in her 20s. Okay. So, so I'm not the only one. No. Yeah, I can't, and the vision of a young child. Like, man, how does that work? Yeah, what exactly are electric boobs? <laughs> hmm. Anyway... So it means when that's what makes them plugged in when it's cold. Okay. Anyway, go on. See, what the, what's it's in your DNA, wasn't it? Huh? Let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Mary, she's so disgusted. Hi, hi guys. Oh. Hi, You're Mary. not disgusted yeah. with us, are you? <laughs> Heck no. All right, <laughs> thank good. you, Mary. Good. Appreciate love it. Love you guys. Love you guys. We love you too. Every day. Good. <laughs> what you thinking today? So. Well, I thought of a couple, but I'm going to have to go with My Generation by The Who. Yes. Yes. Number five. People try to put us to Just because we okay. get around. Not all of us had this in the top five. Uh, two of us did. There was one. I wonder who did this. Yeah, I didn't. 
It's like, to me, The Who, there's like two different versions of The Who. It's like a, the 60s Who I've never been a big fan of, Magic Bus or that one or some of the other ones. I can see for miles. It's okay, but I get to the 70s, so I really like it, like it a lot. So that's not deserving. That's not iconic well, standing the just, test of time. I don't know if it does or not. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't hear know, it man. anymore. That, but that, it, That's one of those songs where every member of that band is doing everything they can to the best of their abilities, and everybody shines in that one. Yeah. You know what I'm going to play just for you, Scott? <laughs> just for that, for keeping The Who out. I'm going to play one of your favorite bands, Duran Duran. Yeah. The Reflex, you hate this. Yeah, I do. All of your being, don't you? Yeah. Talk about a boy band you like. Holy cow. I didn't go to any shows. I don't wear t-shirts. You Some of those you songs like are all right. Oh, I like the many songs. I don't know if it's the era, if it's the memories, or the actual music. You got Wild Boys on your mixtape? I don't. I don't have any Duran Duran in my library. But if I hear one of those songs, well, you know what? I have two songs. I have Rio and I have Girls on Film. Sorry. The only song I like from them ever was Hungry Like the Wolf. I like that song. But okay. All right, David, who's next? Well, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen. Hey, Greg. Greg. All right, guys. Uh, I got a question for you concert goers. Are you a stand at the concert rock guy rocking out? Or are you a sit down guy just sitting there and not even moving your head or your feet? I would stand up. I would stand up before I would sit down and not move my feet. I've had to stand up the last three or four shows I've been to. Yeah. I went to Tool last night, and I was the only guy standing up and rocking. Everybody else was just sitting down there staring at the band. (laughs) Wow, Tool? Interesting. I wouldn't have thought that, yeah. Well, the fans are getting older. Guess that's what happens. Maybe they were high. Maybe they were stoned to the bone. I don't know. Could be. You couldn't. You still can't not rock out. That's true, even if you're stoned. Yeah. What are you thinking today, bro? Well, I don't know what a Sharona is, but let's go with the my Sharona. Now you're going to have a great week. Number one. My brother had that on a 45. I'll never forget the sleeve. You know, a young guy, you know, girl on the cover, you know. That was a huge record. And oh, then yeah. it went away for a number of years, and then it, like, came back. Because we were talking to the millennial, David Van Camp, and you'd say the test of time is huge. Oh, yeah, that. it's like a 9 or a 10 on that. I mean, that gets played often. So you're not a fan at all, Scott? No. Okay. Did you play that at Top 40? 79, yeah, I would have, yeah. That you just did not like it? Not a fan. Too much guitar or something? Scott. Yeah, too much guitar, Jamie. I'm that's just curious. Why? It. It's just yeah. not your thing. I don't think it's a very good song. That's all. Just that's okay. my personal taste is part of it, right? It is. No doubt about it. I'll take Benny and the Jets over that. Okay. All right, so we got the knack at Eight one. times, yeah. Throw good at three. The Who, my generation at five. We're still looking for number two and number four. And there's so many honorable mentions. I hope we can get to a lot of these. Definitely worth playing. So if you want to get in, number is one 485 mvcr It's the Friday Five, the greatest stutter songs of all time. Wrapping it up next.
36,025-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, yes, that's their number one. We're wrapping up the Friday Five. This week, the greatest stutter songs of all time. That was off in the 60 Minutes interview with Biden where Scott Pelley said, what has he said? His lifelong stutter can creep back in. We all call BS on that. Yeah. Please. All right. What else we have? Three. George Thurgood, Bad to the Bone. My Generation from the Who said five. And then we had a bunch of honorable mentions. Elton John being one of those. Could have been in there. The Who. All right. Much more. Back to it, David. Uh, let's start off with Linda in San Antonio. Hey, Linda. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm fine. Happy Friday. Love oh, your show. Love your show. Uh, unfortunately, Scott, baseball still hates your guts. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Yes. So then there. Okay. Yeah. My song, the one and only Bee Gees, Jive Talking. Oh, man. That's one of Robin's. Did you have this in your five? No, but I like it. I don't apologize for this one. This well, no, you were singing it a lot yesterday when we were doing this. Go ahead, join if you like. you to have your moment okay who's next david let's talk to john in connecticut hey john good afternoon gentlemen greetings from deep blue connecticut <laughs> john right. good afternoon to you i i really wish that the uh, israeli air force would play benny and the jets every time they drop some ordinance on uh, the west bank or gaza <laughs> bombing you from me. jets <laughs> <laughs> good one so uh 
in the in the category of backup plans, unlike Matt Gates, I have a plan B. And with Biden Good. and Blinken and Lloyd Austin in charge, I think I'm going a k- 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 cat man do. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's very good. Well done. Where is Bob Seger? There. You know what? I'm gonna catman do. I haven't heard this version. I don't know how long. I got oh, that album version. I'm so used to live ball. Live version. Yeah. It's pretty cool to hear this again. It's been years. Yeah. We could go on and on about Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't hear that often. You do. You're like, man, what an awesome amount of music that guy put out in oh, a short yeah. amount of time. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Phil in Portland. Hey, Phil. Hey there. How's it going? Good, Phil. What you thinking? Uh, I am thinking You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, yes. Yeah. Number four. Did I give that away? Maybe. You had this huge. Yeah. Was this your number one? I think it was. This was a big hit. Yep. Test the timer. And I like it. Yeah. They were making fun of the uh, drummer who had a bit of a stutter. Wow. And it was, it was Randy Bachman's brother, Robbie. And then it just got cruel. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got a hit song out of it, huh? Wow. They were singing the demo, and he kept doing the baby, and they just kept it. <laughs> True. Casey told me that one over the weekend. Oh, I bet. Last weekend, we were talking about some music. And of course you were. That came up. All right. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Matt in Idaho. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Good <laughs> job, Matt. What you got today? <laughs> oh, I... I'm going to have to go with David Bowie. Changes. <laughs> yes. I think any radio station that's changed format, this is what they stunted with to play this for like yeah. three days straight. Sure. Clever. Yeah. The first time. Okay. Got it. All right, who's next, David? Let's talk to Joel in Virginia. Hey, Joel. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Doing great, man. Thanks for checking good. in. Good good to talk to you guys. I look forward to the countdown every Friday. Well, thanks, man. I got, um, I got uh, Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, yeah. you're my brother. Number two. <laughs> Big hit, you got to admit. Mm-hmm. That's the timer. Oh, yeah. It's a 10 and a 10. It's personal life. Who kept this out? You guys didn't have this ranked high? It was well, in my five. You were the only one who had it at number one, James. Hmm. I get oh, that's not surprising. Okay. Thanks for the call. Who's next? <laughs> no, it's not. Let's, let's talk to John and Gresham. Hey, John. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. This is Brian. Hey, man. Aloha, Brian. Oh, Brian. Hey, you know, unlike our current administration, it could be fa 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 better. And like John Fetterman in, in sweatpants, they need to run, run, run away. <laughs> I'm looking for it, man. 
I'm looking. Right, is it there? Oh, David, help yeah, me. Uh, I, I've got it here. Yeah, talking about okay. Thank you. That's a great <laughs> This is the Markley Van Camp Robin Show. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We could just keep going. Uh, There's so many, man. <laughs> Some of these just make me laugh. <laughs> I know. We got to switch gears. We got to get back. We got the Robin's trifecta coming up. The biggest stories of the day. Yes. Some old Robbins classics. Oh, goodness. I'm glad that didn't make the five. Just say the word. Yeah. Okay, enough. We get it. All right. So what is the biggest story today, David? I guess Sorry, we're going to get to that it's, coming up. That's like someone just farted in my ear. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Robbins loves Phil Collins. I like Phil Collins. I love Fart but... Collins. All right. News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Gen Xer, Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. Okay. Just had a countdown about Joe Biden, sort of. He was talking last night. And he was talking about Hamas, David. Uh, Yeah. Well, he was trying to sort of strike a balance saying, yes, Israel is just and trying to go after Hamas and trying to separate Hamas from the Palestinian people. Okay. All right. And then I have a question after this, but uh, roll it. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Okay. I know the human shield part. We're all aware it's terrible. Um, Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Uh, they voted for him. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, it's one of those things, can you say that every single person living in Gaza is a terrorist? Well, no. But a majority of people in Gaza support Hamas. You know what's interesting? I'm going to have to have a conversation with somebody I know. I bring it up this way and tell me if this is way off. But it seems so many times if you're talking to, say, you got uh, friends that are Muslim and you're just having conversations about different things and they will tell you um, either this group or this leader, that doesn't represent us. Clear about it, right? But as far as groups, usually you'll have a situation where a group would stand up and say, this other outfit, that's not us, okay? that. They don't speak for us as any group of people. But you don't hear that oftentimes in that world, where you have a group of Muslims saying, hey, they don't speak for us, all right? This isn't what we're about. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you see it, David? Yeah, I, I, I think I track with you, yeah. And it's interesting. But the reality is when... <laughs> You're listening to different people that have been a part of intelligence for years and years and years. They will tell it to you in these sorts of terms. Like, nobody really likes Iran. Okay, like, if they get into some sort of war, like they got in deep to this, it's not like allies are coming 
to support them. They may voice it. Oh, yes. But they're not going to put their lives on the line Mm -hmm. for Iran. However, if it's, you know, another Muslim group against Israel, they will back them. They may not put money behind them. But the one thing that seems united with a lot of different groups is they don't want Palestinians to come live with them. Yeah. Oh, heck no, they don't. It's too dangerous. And why is that? It's too dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, you're trying to tell what the story is to the American people if you're a news organization. That is a critical part, and you rarely hear how other Arab nations do not want the Palestinians to come to their place. It's not like they're saying, hey, you can come over here. Did I read where Scotland said they were going to take some? I don't know. Did you? Yeah. I I haven't seen anything on that. Fever dream? No, I don't think so. I mean, again, I I look at so much stuff, I forget where I saw it, but I think I saw it somewhere. Well, I think you're going to have some people in about every country that's out there waving flags saying, yeah, we should take them here. And yeah. Well, overall, it's like, well, hold on well, a second. Well, until, until they have to, or they, yeah. I mean, this is the uh, sanctuary city nonsense, right? Yes. Yeah. So we Boy, shall see. I know we got to move on to other things. I can tell you this, man, and worth a look. A piece in the New York Post by the editorial board. And the title of the piece is Media Suckered by Hamas Hospital I Must Stop Trusting Terrorists. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you look back on this week, it is crazy to me. And I remember the first time I heard it actually on, it was NBC. Hamas says Israel bombed the hospital. They're a terrorist group. You're just taking their word for it? And then it was out there, man, 500 people dead. And all, you know, all the riots around the world. And again, I understand. How much did America media play into that as far as different protests and riots around the world maybe not a lot but it didn't do much for the country here yeah and what's going on at universities and different protests it's just crazy Mm. all right scott are you ready for your big three yep all right let's do it are you ready it's the three most important news stories of the day i hit the trifecta well at least according to scott robbins it's the trifecta on the markley van camp and robbins show every day about this time scott robbins top three stories helped by his hero i'm casey Kasem. another big uh, football weekend we've got uh, alabama tennessee tomorrow squaring off in college football i'm casey, ready casey do you want to come over or not i'm ready three <laughs> ready to come over or what three mm-hmm Maybe he's not hearing you. I'm not quite sure. Okay, well, he's the connection. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's hearing me fine. I think he just chooses to ignore me. Gotcha. That's what I think. three okay. number three. Um, the BBC has taken seven journalists off the air because they're down with killing Jews. Uh, yeah. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, how many BBC journalists are supporters of Hamas? I mean, we're finding out there's supporters of Hamas all over the media. Some vocalize it, others don't. They couch it with the way they cover stories. But in this case, uh, Seven went out and said, hey, we're big uh, backers of Hamas. So the BBC said, you know what? You're gone. Now, it's interesting because the BBC has a steadfast in its opposition to characterizing Hamas as terrorists. They still call them militants. What, so there's what do you have to do institu- to get to be right, terrorists? Exactly. There's institutional bias going on all over the place. 
So in an effort to say we're doing something, we're not allowing this, they can these seven guys. Wow. And here's the question, and I don't know who the seven are. How much of that is just brainwashing over time? Oh, almost all of it is. Yeah. From all the different audio that we've heard in interviews with people that are out protesting, it really seems like they have no clue of what the real history is. I would love to know the ages of these people. Well, if you had to guess, that, like stereotype uh, it? 28. Yeah. Yeah, 22 to 30. Yeah, that's what I would say, what too. What would you say, David? Uh, I, I might push up the age a little bit more to maybe like 38, 39. Yeah, that could be. But they got their indoctrination at college. Yeah. Yes. And now they're making sure that they're to uh, spill their pain over the rest of the world. Well, yeah. it's the oppressors and the oppressed. No, you're right. And they just buy right into it. That's what it is. Yep, uh, there you go. Now, on with the countdown. Yep, this guy Rob is trifecta top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, the University of Pennsylvania grapples with a donor crisis. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of prominent donors now who have gathered uh, that were giving lots of money to the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school, by the way, have decided, you know what, we're done because of their pro-Hamas approach. Wow. On the campus and in the institution itself. A guy named Jonathan Jacobson, 1983 Wharton graduate and founding member of the private investment firm High Sage Ventures, decided, hey, I've been giving these people multi-seven-figure donations for years now. Wow. I'm done with this stuff. I ain't going to stand for That's it. That's what he said, too. He accused the school of hiding behind free speech as an excuse for the fecklessness letter he sent to him. He said, unfortunately... An entire generation of our kids is also a product of this system and this ideology, which is now deeply embedded at Penn and other countless universities across the country. We live in an unserious and highly dangerous time. Enough. It's time to reverse this trend and restore our elite universities to the principles upon which they were founded as places of inquiry, where lively debate, debate, diversity of opinion, and communication across the lines of difference is not only cherished, but actually mandated. And until that happens, not a nickel of my money's going to him. Good for him. And he's been joined by like a bunch of other big investors in some of these schools going, we're not gonna we're done with this. We're not gonna just write checks anymore. I know it's been said before, but it is amazing. So many of these people whining about microaggressions yep words are violence yep out there promoting actual violence the beheading of people the mass murder it's crazy isn't it interesting that the uh, far left was accusing their right of being nazis when they in fact are Damn. much closer to being nazis oh. than anything the right ever did it's not even close no and they don't get it. You know, this started with suppression of free speech. I don't know where these guys were during all this. Apparently, they oh, slept through that one. Here, I, my, my cynical view is that they're using the, the atrocities that were committed against Isra uh, Israel. They're using this now as a way to sort of divest and, and get away from all of this stuff because they're realizing that uh, when you're talking about big money people, they're realizing that the ESG stuff, all of that is a scam. Because it's all, at the end of the day, if you're a large financial financial institution, an entertainment company, or mm -hmm. whatever, you actually have to produce something that people want to buy. You can't just think about tapping into loans and uh, influxes of cash from companies right. that rate you based on how woke you are anymore. You actually have to make money by making something. 
that you're providing to people. So this is a good opportunity now for them to, and I know this is cynical, but you know this is a really good opportunity for them to really say, okay, it's time to cut the line. Completely. Oh, yeah. Well, and you look at the Black Rocks, the Vanguards. Yeah. What's next? You see what happens well, now. You know, I, I agree perhaps it is a cynical approach, but I also feel like this is the only thing that's going to get anybody's attention. A lot of times that's true. When you cut off the supply line of dough coming from these guys who are writing these million-dollar, multi-million-dollar checks. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of them can live on an endowment for, for the next 10 years and not take in one more dime. They have that kind of money stashed. Wait till, the next time, wait till the next time Biden throws around. we got to help people with student loan debt. Yeah. That'll be a fun one, yeah, huh? Yeah, good luck. And the countdown continues. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three. And finally, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here. You want to talk about Sarah Silverman. And this is interesting because the headline is Silverman backpedals. I supported Israel because I was stoned, she says. What? Comedian Sarah Silverman claims she made a mistake while she was hammered out of her head after she shared a post that defended Israel's move to pressure Hamas for the release of hostages by cutting off water and electricity. When she said it and put it out there, of course, the blowback started immediately. After she put out a post saying many are saying that it's inhumane that Israel's cutting off water and electricity to Gaza. Israel made it pretty simple. Release the hostages and we'll turn it back on. She put that out there and, of course, immediately the bombardment started. So now she's walking it back saying she was stoned when she wrote that. Now, I think she may be the only person I've ever actually seen or heard about who got smarter the more she was high. <laughs> That's true. Okay. You want to say, you know what? I'm a dumb college kid. You know, I smoked the hippie lettuce and said some stupid things. Yep. Meh, maybe. At the same time, you're like, hey, well, still repercussions there. But uh, maybe. She's 52. Yeah, right. I know. Can't hold your smoke? What's going on? It's not like you're new to this game. Really? Can't hold your smoke. <laughs> Come on. No one's buying that BS. Should have more pride than that. And there you have it. Thank you. By the time you're 52. Oh, I just got a little stone. Mm. Said some dumb stuff. Should be a pro by now. Come on. Rely on old faithful booze. Everybody can relate to that. Oh, no, you still didn't get the memo. With booze, you lose. With dope, there's hope. <laughs> joking, Casey. Just joking there. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Thank you. Got it. All right, yeah. news update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. 
Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 36,025-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. A couple of things popping. One, it looks like... uh, uh, the Republicans behind closed doors have said no thanks to Jim Jordan now. So I guess they're not going to be, you know, nominating him for Speaker of the House again. I, it's going to be really funny in like a week or two when Kevin McCarthy is gaveled in as Speaker of the House all over again and all of this was for nothing. You think the eight would go back to that if they had to? I I wonder how I wonder what the what the conversations are with some Democrats behind the scenes. Oh, boy. Who are like, you know what, especially, and, you know, again, you can say this is a cynical worldview, but I I would be kind of surprised if Kevin McCarthy isn't having, or somebody isn't having conversations with um, some of the Jewish members of the Democrat Party saying, listen, we got to get things rolling again here. You've seen your party turn on you Mm -hmm. in some corners. Let's just you know get kevin mccarthy there and we'll we'll just move on forward these are serious times we got to get rolling wow that's interesting i don't know you if think that's going to be think the case he'd do it put himself through it again i think he would because really? all these people are super petty and and just just in order to embarrass matt gates if nothing else i totally believe kevin mccarthy would do it well the pressure is going to grow too because as far as media goes talking about oh. uh, package for ukraine were they talking about 105 billion or something yeah. israel you know much needed aid to gaza what would you like and to the tell? republicans are holding it up it'll be that whole thing man. what would you like to tell joe biden what do you mean about the 100 billion or whatever he's throwing around oh now. the thing i always say when yeah. it comes to we don't have any money yeah we're broke i don't understand I, I, where's this all coming from the thirty-three trillion going to print and more that, money, right? And that that'll help our inflation. I'll bring it down. What about our southern border? <sighs> Did you wake up to maybe there could be something happening in this country right now as far as terrorism goes? Oh, God. Anyway, all right, we got to get to Nimrods. I guess we just did. when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Nimrods in the news. We got another Nimrod and a porta potty is involved in the story. Oh, good. Oh yeah, this was in Canada. Police responding to a shots fired call. Saw an armed suspect enter a porta potty along the side of the road. What do you think? It's like a magical thing where you can disappear. Right. 
Suspect refused to leave the porta potty. Police called in a tactical team. This was a 20 minute standoff. Mm. Then the man emerged. Police demanded the guy drop his weapon. He wouldn't comply. Witness say the guy got uh, 30 feet before he was shot by an officer. Yeah, well. That's how you get shot by the cops, kids. Oh, he was taken to the hospital. There you go. Oh, and a youth football league. I don't know if you heard about this in Tennessee. They canceled the rest of the season because there was a fight. It's like a dog pile. And then parents on the field. Everybody's. Then somebody pulled a gun. It was made. And that's Nimrod's in the news.